Well, folks, the results are in. Glenn Youngkin has been declared the victor of the Virginia gubernatorial race. This has been a massive blow to the Biden administration's plans going forward, as the Republicans take back one more seat in what many speculate to be a sign of things to come, you could say. Virginia is a state that's gone blue, hard, hard blue, for about 40 years now. Despite having very deep red rural parts of the, the state, it tends to be a very blue stronghold overall. But in a wild change of events, a dude who started off in the very bottom, right, the absolute underdog, the businessman, Glenn Youngkin, who was slandered and mocked and ripped apart in the media, has prevailed on top. And even more stunning than that is the amazing spiral of self-sabotage the Maka Life campaign went on in the last two weeks leading up to the election. They really committed a form of sabuku. Without any further ado, welcome to Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, James Masson, and let's get into it. And we start off at the National Review for the day's 1 o'clock upload. Terry McAuliffe's War on Parents. This was stunning, the way he self-sabotaged. Now, this article is by simply the editors, and we will only be reading a little bit. In Virginia gubernatorial debate on Tuesday evening, Democratic candidate Terry McAuliffe insisted that parents should have no role in directing the education of their children and doubled down in subsequent media interview. McAuliffe, a former governor of Virginia and lifetime, longtime Democratic operative, issued this pronouncement after being asked whether, quote, protections for transgendered students should be determined at the state level or in each school district. The obvious answer is in each school district. Now, this article, by the way, is from October 1st of this year. Moving on. Responding to the first question, Republican candidate Glenn Youngkin raised the issue of school system refusing to engage with parents, offering the recent example of parents in Fairfax County, Virginia, who were unaware of a sexually explicit content in books available to children in the school library. Quote, you believe school systems should tell children what to do, Youngkin told McAuliffe. McAuliffe. Quote, I believe parents should be in charge of their kids' education. A very strong and somehow controversial stance. In response, McAuliffe said, quote, I'm not going to let parents come into the schools and actually take books out of, the, out of their... <laughs> Sorry. In response... McCullough said, quote, I'm not going to let parents come into the schools and actually take books out and make their own decisions. Adding, quote, I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. And like that, he shoots himself in the foot. Asked in subsequent interviews whether the parents should have, should have buy-in 
on a school's curriculum, Makalife doubled down, quote, listen, we have a broad, we have a board of ed, or board of education, working with the local school boards to determine the curriculum for our schools. You don't want parents coming in and coming in in every different school jurisdiction saying, quote, this is what we should be teaching and this is what should be taught here. This is what should be taught here. We don't want parents involved in their kids' education. Why? What are you teaching them? Ah, yes. Meddlesome parents. It is understandable, given the blowback against their policies in localities around the county, that progressives want to be done with concerned parents showing up at school board meetings and protesting CRT, transgendered radicalism, and inappropriate sexual material. Worse, some of these parents are running for school boards and winning. Of course, this is exactly as it should be. Parents know the most about their kids, care the most about their kids, and have the primary responsibility for raising their kids. They should never simply trust an unchecked educator, administrators, and experts to make important decisions about what is taught to their kids and how their schools are ran. Indeed, it is the beauty of our decentralized education system that they don't have to. Locally ran school systems provide parents broad access to influence how their children are taught, whether through the PTA or elected school boards. But Makalife evidently isn't enamored with the, me- with the mechanisms of democratic accountability and grassroots input. Like all progressives, he has a highly inflated view of competency and authority of government bureaucrats. And he, of course, sides with the school boards and administrators in Virginia working to cram critical race theory into the classroom over and against parents' protests. It's not just CRT. Just like last month, the school board in Loudoun County, Virginia, ignored the passionate, passionate complaints from parents and teachers enacted <clears throat> enacted a uh, permissive gender identity identity policy which allows students to use restrooms and locker rooms as well as compete in sports on the basis of the gender with which they identify rather than biological sex side note here uh, I did a story here a little while ago about a dad who got arrested for trying to protest uh, talking about how his daughter got uh, raped in a woman's restroom by a man or by a boy in a skirt. That boy in a skirt has been found guilty and all it's no longer has to be said. Um, uh, damn, I can't think of the word I'm looking for right now. I no longer have to say allegedly because it's all been confirmed and he's locked up in juvenile detention right now. So happy ending. These extreme policies are bad enough if enacted with parents' input or overall uh, parental objections. They'd be even more egregious if the parents were shut out entirely as interlopers, as McCulloch portrays them. 
the former Texas Senator Phil Graham used to illustrate what should be the be the primacy of parents in education by telling the story of an educator who insisted she cared about his kids as much as he did. Graham's rejoinder was, quote, okay, what was their names? Now, Terry McAuliffe has a comeback for Graham and all those parents who think like him. Shut up and fall in line. And that brings us to the end of this article. And now we move on to the second to last article. From News ABC 12, <clears throat> McAuliffe staffers erroneously suggest fake radical protesters are Yunkin supporters. So, in a flooring move, a bunch of Democrats showed up holding tiki torches trying to uh, resurrect the idea, trying to uh, invoke the Charlottesville uh, imagery. You had about six people standing outside of the Glen Youngkin bus with pitchforks, or uh, sorry, with tiki torches. <laughs> and they're just standing there uh, saying some outlandish shit, and it turns out that every one of them was hired through the Lincoln Project. You know, that group of former Republicans that house and protect child rapists? Yeah, the Lincoln Project. But we move on. This article is by Alec Chamel, The National Desk, Friday, October 29th, 2021. That's right, this happened just days before the election. It wasn't bad enough that he started off the election month by saying parents should have nothing to do with their kids' education. He gets involved with this. The fiercely anti-Trump Lincoln Project has admitted that they organized a Fox Unite the Right style demonstration at a rally for Republican candidate Glenn Youngkin just days before Virginia hotly contested gubernatorial election. Separate for Virginia's Democratic candidate, Terry McAuliffe, asserted on social media that the performance was emblematic of Yunkin supporters. The allegations are emerging online that at least one employee of the Virginia Democratic Party joined the group of Democratic activists and supporters who were donning button-down shirts, khakis, and tiki torches to get at a get-out-the-vote rally for the state's Republican candidate. The group stopped to pose in front of Yunkin's campaign bus at the rally Friday and were overheard saying, quote, We're all in for Glenn. Hey, look! I got the thumbnail for today's episode. A tweet here from Elizabeth Holmes. These men approached Glenn Youngkin's bus as it pulled up, saying what sounded like, We're all in for Glenn. Here they are standing in front of the bus as his campaign event in, uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce that, Gualadalra started? G-U-A-D-A-L-A-J-A-R-A? I'm not sure how to pronounce that. 
The Democratic Party of Virginia called it a shameful and wrong display to accuse their staff of having a role in the incident in a statement posted to Twitter by organization's executive director, Andrew Whiteley. Tweet here from Andrew Whiteley. The Democratic Party of Virginia, along with its coordinated partners and its affiliates, did not have any role today in the events that happened outside the Yunkin campaign bus stop today. What happened in Charlottesville four years ago was a tragedy and one of the darkest moments in our state's recent memory and is an event not to be taken lightly for anyone to accuse our staff of a role in the events that is shameful and wrong. When images of the fake demonstrators broke Friday, a flurry of backlash and criticism against Yunkin shot up on social media. McAuliffe's spokesperson, Christina uh, Frudich, retweeted a post from the local reporter who covered the incident. Uh, Frudich said in her retweet that, quote, the Unite the Right rally was one of the darkest days in the Commonwealth's history. This is who Glenn Youngkin's supporters are. Quote, this is a disgusting and disqualifying. This is disgusting and disqualifying. Said Jennifer Goodman, a communications staffer for McCulloch. In another retweet of the local Virginia reporter's initial coverage of the incident, both tweets have since been deleted. <laughs> I wonder why. One of the individuals in the group carrying a tiki torch has been identified as potentially being a staffer for the Democratic Party of Virginia. And who runs the Democratic Party of Virginia? That's right, Terry McAuliffe. Democratic Party of Virginia, who allegedly works for the Virginia Young Democrats. Both groups are affiliated with each other, according to the Virginia Young Democrats' Twitter bio. The Lincoln Project admitted its involvement in the demonstrations in a statement released Friday afternoon. Quote, today's demonstration was our way of reminding Virginians what happened in Charlottesville four years ago. The Republican Party embraces of those values and Glenn Youngkin's failure to condemn it. The Lincoln Project said in its statement, quote, We will continue to hold Glenn Youngkin accountable if he will denounce Trump's assertion that the Charlottesville rioters uh, possessed very fine qualities. We'll withdraw the tiki torches. Until then, we'll be back. Yeah, one of the biggest bastardized, taken out of context quotes of all time. Yeah, Trump never referred to the rioters on either side as very good people. No, actually, if you go back and you listen to the full, like, 20-minute speech, he talks about the paramedics and the police. He, he's saying the paramedics and the police were the good people. And then he was talking about people on the right and the left. And then he followed it by condemning white supremacy and the racist actions of the group that showed up. Watch the entire clip. And what's this? We'll be back. And I like how the Lincoln Project comes out and says, yeah, we did it. Days after being called out. Now, what are the consequences for these horrific actions? Staging a protest. 
stay out there trying to resurrect ideas of, of the Charlottesville riot that left a woman dead on the street. Well, this is what happens. Published three hours ago. Yunkin defeats McCulloch in a race for Virginia governor. Fuck around and find out, McCulloch. McCulloch was once expected to win Virginia's gubernatorial race in a state that President Biden carried by 10 points last year. Article by Paul Steinhauser of Fox News. Well, if only this wasn't the most predictable outcome. (laughs) Fox News Decision Desk can now project that Republican Glenn Youngkin will win the gubernatorial race in Virginia, defeating former Democratic Governor Terry McAuliffe in a statewide election with national implications that McAuliffe was once expected to win. Youngkin ran a disciplined campaign focused on taxes, crime, and holding public schools accountable to parents. While McAuliffe spent much of his firepower in the past couple of months Linking Yunkin to former President Donald Trump, who had never really met. McCullough also nationalized the race, campaigned with President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris, and former President Obama. Yeah, they sent all the big guns out there, and it did fuck all. And other top Democrats, in an unsuccessful attempt to boost his fortunes. Quote, All righty, Virginia, we won this thing, Yunkin told supporters. In his uh, victory speech, a little after 1 a.m. Wednesday, and he vowed that quote together, we will change the change the trajectory of this commonwealth. Two months ago, McAuliffe held a mid single digit lead in the state that Biden won by 10 points over the then President Trump just a year ago. But Youngkin erased the former governor's advantages in the closing stretch of the campaign. We are also watching the gubernatorial results in the blue state in New Jersey. That contest between Democratic Governor Phil Murphy and Republican nominee Jack Cintarelli tightened in recent weeks as well, and was too close to project a winner at this time. The Virginia's gubernatorial race considered considered a key bellwether ahead of next year's midterm elections. Youngkin's victory in the state, where Republicans hadn't won a statewide hadn't won statewide in a dozen years, will only increase Democratic anxiety as they try to defend their razor-thin House and Senate ma- uh, majorities in 2020. Oh yeah, they're guaranteed to lose that, even if it's not a big red splash. You know they're going down. Fuck it, flames. Youngkin, the first-time candidate and former private uh, equity CEO. One thanks to a wave of Republican voter enthusiasm, and by tapping into their into the anger of parents over decisions by their local school boards. Quote, quote We're going to embrace our parents, not ignore them. He emphasized in his victory speech. And he touted that quote he touted that quote a campaign that came from nowhere turned into a movement. End quote. Yankee made major gains among suburban voters who fueled the 2018 blue wave that helped Democrats, helped Democrats win back the House and Biden's presidential victory over Trump one year ago. McCulloch 
underperformed Biden in Virginia's suburbs. Most glaring was Northern Virginia's Loudoun County, ground zero for the educational culture wars, which Biden carried by 25 points a year ago, but McAuliffe won by just over 10 points. Quote, I've felt this great surge of momentum for the last six to eight weeks, Youngkin emphasized at the polling station in Chantilly, Virginia, early on Election Day. The former governor has been battling complacency among Democrat voters who may be demoralized by Biden's flagging poll numbers and frustrated with the current lack of progress by the president and Congress and congressional Democrats on their social spending and human infrastructure measures and other top priorities. Virginia and New Jersey are the only two states to hold gubernatorial races in the year after the presidential election, guaranteeing they both grab outsized attention. And both states have a tradition of voting against gubernatorial nominee of the party that won the White House the previous year. While neither the president nor the former president were on the ballot, Biden and Trump were front and center in this race. The Democratic defeat in Virginia in the first major election during Biden's tenure in the White House serves as a major political setback for a president who has already endured a very rocky late summer and autumn. McAuliffe, hoping to fire up Democrats, brought in his party's biggest stars to join him on the campaign trail. The former governor hasn't wasted an opportunity at his event in the in his interviews and in his campaign statements and ads to link Youngkin to Trump, who has endorsed the GOP nominee. Quote, Youngkin's entire campaign has been, has been a full embrace of Donald Trump's dangerous extremisms, divisive culture war, racist dog whistling, and bigotry, McAuliffe charged on Monday. And how did all that bullshit work for you? You old fuckwit. Glad you're gone. The strategy was simple. During his years in the White House, Trump was the lightning rod that ignited Democrat turnout. McAuliffe, hoping to repeat performance in the state where polls indicated the former president remains very unpopular with Democrats, independent voters, not taking into account that in the last five months we've seen independent voters nationwide go from overall favorability to only liking only 10% of independents currently supporting Joe Biden. That is the lowest amount of support in national independent polling in history. So maybe you shouldn't have betted on that. Maybe you should have done some research. But moving on. But in the end, it wasn't successful. While careful not to turn off Trump's base of voters, Youngkin kept the former president at an arm's length during the general election campaign and didn't take part in a Trump tele-rally on the candidate on candidates' behalf on election eve. As Youngkin caught up with McAuliffe in public opinion polls in autumn, helping to fuel his surge was the combustible issue of education in schools. Quote, I'm on the side of parents and children and teachers, 
And I think this has become the big issue in this race. Youngkin stressed Tuesday on Fox News, American News, America's Newsroom. Public school education has traditionally been a leading issue in gubernatorial contests across the country. But amid a year and a half frustrated over school closures and mask mandates due to the coronavirus pandemic and the push by conservatives nationwide to target race-focused curriculum, including this year's well-publicized battles in Loudoun County over critical race theory, which isn't taught in the state's public schools. Republicans now see the education as parents' rights as a winning issue to try and recapture suburban voters who fled the GOP during Trump's White House tenure. An an unforced error by McCulloch's future or further fueled the GOP fire as Republicans spotlighted a clip from the second and final debate between the two candidates where a former governor said, quote, I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. Yep, fire that 9 mil right into your foot. In the weeks after the clip went viral, polls in Virginia showed education surging to become the second most pressing issue on the minds of voters. And the same surveys indicated that McAuliffe who kicked off his gubernatorial campaign at a public school in Richmond as he spotlighted his education proposals, had lost his advantage on the issue. Thanks to Youngkin's win, expect, expect his push to stand up for parents to be a blueprint for the GOP as the party aims to win back both the House and Congress in next year's midterms. Hey man, just a little over a month and a couple weeks now, it will be, soon we'll be saying this year's midterms. Quote, I think it's clearly going to be a big issue. Senator Rick Scott of Florida, the chair of the National Republican Center, uh, Centorial Committee, the NRSC, told Fox last week, while it's dangerous to read too much into the results in Virginia, The state has a history of voting against the gubernatorial nominee of the party that captured the White House the preceding year. Mind you, a Republican has been elected governor of that state in over 12 years. McAuliffe broke that streak in 2013 when he won his first term as governor the year after Obama was re-elected as president. Virginia state law prevents governors from serving consecutive terms. Interesting. McCall's 2013 gubernatorial victory didn't foreshadow the GOP's red wave in the 2014 midterms when they recaptured the Senate, but former Republican Governor Bob McDowell's 2009 victory in Virginia, a year after Obama captured the White House, did precede the GOP uh, title wave of 2010, when the party retook the House and Democratic, Democratic Governor Ralph Northam's victory in 2017, a year after Trump won the presidency, teed up the Democrats' blue wave in the 2018 midterms, where they convincingly won back the House majority. And that brings us to the end of this article, which also brings us to the end of this episode of Inside Four Walls for the afternoon. I just wanted to say uh, congratulations 
to Mr. Yunkin. I look forward to talking about your career for better or worse on this episode, on the show going forward. Uh, let's see if this is an indicator of things to come or not. That being said, thank you for listening to today's couple uploads. I've been your host, James Madison, and I wish you a great rest of your day.